Hi guys, I'm Monica Sancio, Vegan Fit, and I just had to make a little podcast. I don't know how long it's going to be, maybe how short or quick, but I really have to tell you something that is really important and dear and very close to my heart because it is heartbreaking, heart-wrenching, and really very important for everyone to know in life, in this world, that we can actually be more like animals instead of like humans who are supposed to be humanitarian, who are supposed to be good and noble and considerate and respectful. And we're just not only killing animals, but we have been abusing them for decades and for years. And I can't believe that is happening. And I'm sorry, but this is like a rant. I need to get it out of my system because on Twitter, I just saw a cow all tied up and in pain, being tortured. The poor cow feels just as much, if not more than your dog or your cat. And it's really, truly not fair to have that happening in our life in 2019. Please, for God's sake, what are we doing? Kids have to know what's going on. I don't know why I didn't know when I was little, but it doesn't matter. It's never too late to create awareness. And I am sorry, but I cannot be tweeting all day all the cruelties of this world. I try to make it as positive as possible. I just uh, retweeted something, uh, some of the comments on that picture, on that, on that video, whatever it was. I couldn't even look at the whole thing, and I can't because like every night and many times during the day, I just think of all those animals and all those people who are being t tortured. It's not just for animals, but, you know, uh, animals don't have a voice as much as humans do. But that's another story for another day. I mean, you can, you can pick your cause. But since I have this podcast and it's my way of expressing myself and I'm not happy right now, I know that I'm going to get back to my joy and bring in the joy, of course. And I am grateful to be with my doggies and to have them well taken care of and doing my best to do my best where I am in my turf where I have the opportunities to do better and to be as kind as possible to all animals and my animals right now are actually having a great nap they're well fed they are well taken care of I don't think they have any fleas because I'm taking care of that a lot lately and that takes uh, some uh, natural cures including some apple cider vinegar some garlic in their food not too much okay just look it up it's actually really good as a repellent of fleas and I'm just saying that you know many times we are able to criticize very easily when it comes to other people and you know it's easier to see it on someone else and uh, I obviously I don't want you to take this personally if you're a carnivore and you're not vegan you don't have to be all the way vegan but please be aware of this of what's happening of the cruelty and there's no kind nor humane way to kill a cow nor to kill a pig they deserve freedom they deserve to be out there to, they deserve to be happy in fact you see uh, videos of, of all these beautiful animals just you know free in the prairie and the forest in the wherever they are in on the grass and many of them in sanctuaries thankfully to amazing angels in this world and I know that it is possible that we make a difference and maybe I'm just one person but I needed to speak out and speak up for those animals so geez whatever you do today please eat towards plant-based towards vegan as much as possible okay make your difference wherever you are um, make other people aware of where their food comes from and what is done in order to get that food to their mouths. And sometimes I can't even watch a movie because it features something about bacon. And I know I'm being kind of radical for some people. And I'm not going to be criticizing you if I see you 
that you're not eating vegan, okay? Because I'm not that kind of person and I don't want you to feel guilty as such. But come on, guys, let's do something because it is in us. It is our responsibility to make a difference wherever we are. And please, please, uh, whatever cruelty, whatever abuse you see, whether it's in people or animals, please speak up, even if it is scary, even if your voice trembles, even if, if it makes you cry. You know, really do something about it. And um, we can. We can do something about it, okay? So I'm just saying, you know, let's not just stand there and watch it, okay? Let's, you know, speak up, do something. That reminds me of Legally Blonde too, which I don't think I watched completely, but it's like, oh, speak up, people. Was that number one? I don't know. <laughs> you see, so we can bring it back to jokes and laughing at things and our at ourselves but you know cruelty and abuse is not a laughing matter okay and um, I have people that oh my goodness that criticize me even for being vegan and you know that's uh, that's their business I don't have time for them as I said I want to be with people who are speaking uh, for kindness for freedom for evolution for let's feed the world for hey what can i do to make things better that kind of attitude okay i'll be right back hey guys i found the simple bulletproof case for veganism by the reason vegan this is on medium.com and the cambridge declaration on consciousness says Convergent evidence indicates that non-human animals have the neuroanatomical, neurochemical, and neurophysiological substrates of conscious states along with the capacity to exhibit intentional behaviors. Consequently, the weight of evidence indicates that humans are not unique in possessing the neurological substrates that generate consciousness. Non-human animals, including all mammals and birds, and many other creatures, including octopuses, also possess these neurological substrates. In this piece, I'm going to lay out the simple, straightforward, indisputable case for veganism. By the way, let me just share it on Twitter because I felt like it and then I kind of got out of it because uh, I, I just uh, feel like, mm, yeah, like uh, <laughs> tweeting it, even though I am also going to read it out loud here and share it with Twitter as well and hopefully in Spanish too. Okay, so... Uh, here it is. Uh, it's not an argument uh, for veganism for health reasons, and it's not an argument for veganism in order to combat or combat climate change, though that appears to be a very good reason to go vegan by itself. Instead, I'm concerned here with the argument from ethics. Number one, the less suffering, the better. And now I'm going to share it with Facebook because that's really important to be sharing all the goodness. And I am not that good at sharing the negativity, like that horrible thing that I saw that I got really indignated about, as happens to me almost every day, unless I'm just not logging in Twitter or other social media. I like Twitter and I like um YouTube, yes, I have a lot of things to do tonight and <laughs> right now even. Uh, let me log in to my main Facebook account. By the way, did I tell you that I got uh, somehow uh, out of Instagram and uh, Facebook? They didn't like, I don't know what, and uh, I'm not even able to publish very much, nor to even like any of your 
posts, which is crazy. I know. Uh, <laughs> so um, let's see. I get a code. Oh my goodness. Oh yes, because okay, here's the WhatsApp. Oh, I can get a code by WhatsApp, which is pretty cool. I didn't know this. I'm kind of thinking out loud right now, as you can tell, and I am going to read the rest of the article because it's really, really good, but obviously you know where I'm going at, and it is about that kindness that we need to be sharing, and even though it might sound soft, it's actually a very strong standpoint, not just because uh, we're going to make other people go vegan, but because we're going to actually make people aware of, of what's really going on. Okay, and I hope that you're sensitive enough to do something about it. And I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Okay, so the simple bulletproof case for veganism by The Reason Vegan. You can follow. And here we are at the beginning of the article after the introduction that I did. Number one, the less suffering, the better. Nobody lives a life in which they do not cause harm to others in some way, shape, or form. There is no such thing as a cruelty-free lifestyle. Being vegan does not make you a saint. But vegans are doing something to reduce the amount of suffering in the world, and that matters. Those who point out that our clothes, cell phones, and laptops were crafted by overworked and underpaid laborers in atrocious conditions as if this fact is a refutation of veganism, are not imploring us to make more ethical choices. Instead, they are telling us to stop making the ethical choice to not consume animal products because the world will always have pain and suffering. Part of this pseudo-argument is in response to the aforementioned belief among many vegans that we don't contribute to cruelty. If vegans can be shown to contribute to any measure of suffering, the why bother trying it all people? then veganism loses its, uh, its higher ground. Of course, the extent to which we can make more ethical choices in our consumption habits is the extent to which we should. And no, plants do not feel pain. Aside from the fact that plants don't have brains, a prerequisite to having subjective experiences, pain serves no evolutionary purpose to an organism that cannot move. Even if plants did feel pain, however, veganism would still be the way to go as plants would not need to die in order to feed animals which we eat in turn, a process that produces far less calories than if the plants are consumed directly. Similar to the anti-vegan argument above, someone who makes the plants feel pain in quotes argument is attempting to convince you to abandon all efforts to make the world a better place. Else, they'd have to face the fact that their lifestyle causes a double whammy of suffering, pain inflicted on plants fed to the animals which are then chopped up and eaten. On top of that, the plant calories that turn into edible meat after being fed to animals is far less than the number of calories available if a human eats the plant directly. One can similarly advocate for veganism on the basis of combating climate change using this formula. And you can go see the statistics, okay? That's my comment. Of course, though we will never get to a world with zero suffering, less suffering is better. If you disagree with this basic idea, then there's not much of a point in continuing to read this post. <laughs> That's it, you know? Okay, that was number one. Okay, so the argument from ethics, number one, the less suffering, the better. 
obviously. Number two, animals feel pain. If you are or have been a pet owner, you can tell when your little friend is suffering. You hear their whimpers and their cries, see their winces, and quite literally feel their pain. Animals undoubtedly suffer. Cows, pigs, chickens, and fish, the most commonly consumed animals, have all of the physiological, neuroanatomical, and neurobiological substrates associated with not only the sensation of pain, but the experience of suffering due to said pain. This is not in dispute, as the Cambridge Declaration of Consciousness, written and signed at a gathering of some of the world's top biologists, physiologists, and neuroscientists, makes clear. The absence of a neocortex does not appear to preclude an organism from experiencing affective states. Convergent evidence indicates that non-human animals have the neuroanatomical, neurochemical, and neurophysiological substrates of conscious states along with the capacity to exhibit intentional behaviors. Consequently, the weight of evidence indicates that humans are not unique in possessing the neurological substrates that generate consciousness. Non-human animals, including all mammals and birds, and many other creatures, including octopuses, also possess these neurological substrates. And I think I read that before, but I don't mind reading it again because this is super important. Every species differs with respect to their ability to experience pain, but the fact remains that just about every animal we consume, with possible exceptions of being like clams, oysters, and similar species, is capable of suffering much like we are. Number three, animal agriculture causes suffering. Ooh, I feel like a cringe just when I read this, even though I'm, I will invite you to see just a few videos and pictures, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. I don't need to show you that every day, do I? Because, like I said, it really, really affects me so much, and I get off my ground. I like to be grounded and centered and in a state in which I can actually be productive and do something about something, you know? So, yeah, if you're like me, you want to change the world somehow and make your difference, well, I urge you to find the way in order to feel the pain of whatever cause you believe in, like feeding animals, feeding kids, feeding older people, um, I don't know, maybe building schools as Oprah does, or, you know, making... I was thinking of water, you know, um, that's really important to have running water in different places in the world, which is a, a huge uh, importance of, as, as all of them, because, I mean, for me, feeding, nourishing is number one on top of everything, but so is water. Water even comes first, so it's all relative. Whatever cause you pick, try to dedicate your time, energy, money to it and do it consistently and you're going to feel so good about yourself and you don't have to be torturing yourself with all the cruelty that's going on but I'm still going to read this third argument okay so animal agriculture causes suffering from cramped living conditions to tail docking oh god oh shit shoot i i ah i can i can barely read the whole article just because I can imagine that. But anyway, the D.B. Kinson's anesthesia, without any anesthesia, animal agriculture is heartless. There is a very good reason that the laws against cruelty to animals specifically exempt the animals we raise for food. We've all seen the videos. And many of us know the standard practices. A baby calf torn away from its mother so that her milk can be purchased by humans who have no need for another species' mammary secretions. Egg-laying hens stuffed in battery cages, their male offspring immediately placed en masse on a conveyor belt leading to a grinder. 
If animals could choose, not one of them would pick a life carved out for them by the animal agriculture industry. And that's beside the moral that's besides the moral quandary of needlessly ending a life, something inherent in such an industry. To make the argument crystal clear, we should avoid supporting the animal agriculture industry because animals are capable of suffering and animal agriculture inflicts suffering. For just about everyone, this means going vegan is the right thing to do. That's all we need. Arguing that veganism is the healthiest diet is irresponsible and probably incorrect. It could be the case that a ketogenic diet that consists of almost exclusively animal products is the optimal diet for humans. Uh, says the article, I do not agree and I do think that veganism is also the best diet as long as we're smart about it and we do the right things, okay? And remember, cases like B12 are irrelevant because even cows get fed B12. I mean, it's not because it needs to come from an animal, it needs to come from a bacteria. So that's that's just one of the little details that really make a difference. So, and when it comes to our, our microflora or microbiome, there's nothing better than being vegan to have the best immune system, okay? So that's just me telling you that. And of course, I will continue with the article because every person can have their own opinion. So I will finish reading it. Here it is. Nutrition science is complex. The only way to know that someone is incorrect is if they are unequivocal in their proclamations about the relationships between diet, health, and disease. If we keep saying that veganism is the healthiest dietary choice, then we will look like morons if and when we're proven wrong. And and that's what the article says, but you know. The truth is that you could also make an argument about veganism being the best diet too. So come on. Uh, you know, whatever suits you. But I do agree with this article in that there is nothing you can say against the animal suffering unless you really don't care about this disgrace, this uh, inhumane cruelty that there is. So we can't afford to put forward weak arguments. So let's stick to this, the simple bulletproof case for veganism. Thank you, Evan Anderson or Evan Anderson, E-V-A-N. Evan Anderson wrote this. Uh, let's clap, clap, clap. Yeah, geez, this article needs to get out there. I'm going to promote it. At least I'm going to be linking it to the show notes. So thank you very much for listening, guys. And yes, I wouldn't say go vegan all the way necessarily if you like to eat everything else. I mean, just lean into it. Go slowly, one day at a time. Be flirting with it, as the kind diet says. You know, you can be a vegan flirt. So yeah, flirting is fun. Just have fun with it. And remember what I say at the end, eat and drink mostly plant-based towards vegan. Stay moving, active, get physical. And three, stay positive. Attitude is everything because you being at your best makes all the difference in the world. Thank you so much. Love you. Subscribe, share. Thank you. Like everything. Comment, leave a review and support my podcast. It would really make a difference. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, even $1 a month makes a difference. Not just for me, for also the causes that I'm serving that include animals and humans okay not just kids uh, older people too that we are feeding basically directly local causes as well as some global ones and 
we decided to make it at 11% of our gross revenue and uh, make it as transparent as possible so that the public knows that we're doing this, even though we don't want to be necessarily putting pictures up all the time uh, for security reasons. So that's, that's something that's a little bit complex, but if you trust me and you believe in what we're doing, you know, $1 a month is not going to hurt you and you are going to be making a difference through my podcast. And yeah, now I also have a new page that is just uh, for people who want to be part of my test group for Fit90X. So yeah, if you want to get fit, healthy, happy, and free, join me too. Thank you so much. Love and light. Kisses and hugs. Woo! Cheers. Woo! Yeah, cheers.